Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's Day 62, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! <laughs> it's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. So welcome back, everyone. It's another Moose Day Tuesday. So today, well, moo like you're a were cow, and it's a full moon. Ready? Three, two, one. Moo, moo, moo! Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. Good to see you, Marvin. Now, before we jump right into today's reading, well, maybe, boys and girls, you've been thinking for a while, you know what, I could read better than those guys. Or maybe when you heard Charlotte read yesterday, you thought, hey, I could do that. Well, if you're very little and you're just learning to read, we might give you a year or two to practice and get really good. But let's say you're 9, 10, 11 or a bit older and you're a good reader and you'd like to be a guest reader for an episode and your mum and dad have a way of recording an mp3 for us, well, then, you know what, let me know. And I can send you a reading to record for us, and you can send that in, and you could live that dream and be our reader for a day. Hmm, you should probably dream bigger than that, boys and girls, but yeah, that sounds fun. Dave, we could have readers from all over the world, huh? Yep, exactly, Marvin. So as always, boys and girls, you know it by now, you can reach us via our Facebook page. Yeah, or the website with this stupid name, woodendonkey.org. Yeah, or email youth at edengrove.org. Oh, hey, Professor. Ah, hey, guys. Just stopping by. No more cake, I see, huh? No, afraid not, Professor. No, well, see ya. Bye. Okay, Marvin. Well, yesterday we listened as Sennacherib's commander, well, he tried to bully the people of Jerusalem into giving up and surrendering, telling the people that there was no way that their God could save them. Yeah, seems like a pretty bad idea, Dave. Well, Hezekiah and the people had a choice to make. Their other cities had been destroyed, so, well, should they fight? Should they surrender and give up? Today, let's see what Hezekiah decides to do. Okay, yeah. Well, what should we listen for today, Dave? Well, today we'll hear about another king who comes to fight against Sennacherib. So, what was his name and where was he king of? Okay, the other king, who was he and where was he from? Got it. Great. All right, Charlotte, over to you. Hello, everyone. Today we'll be reading from Isaiah 37, verse 1 to 20. When King Hezekiah heard what the field commander had said, he tore his clothes. He put on the rough clothing people wear when they're sad. Then he went into the Lord's temple. Hezekiah sent Eliakim, who was in charge of the palace, to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. He also sent the leading priests and Shebna the secretary to him. All of them were wearing rough clothing. He told Isaiah, Hezekiah says, Today we are in great trouble. The Lord is warning us. He's bringing shame on us. Sometimes babies come to the moment when they should be born, but their mothers aren't strong enough to give birth to them. Today we are like those mothers. We aren't strong enough to save ourselves. Perhaps the Lord your God will hear everything the field commander has said. His master, the king of Assyria, has sent him to make fun of the living God. Maybe the Lord your God will punish him for what he has heard him say. So pray for the remaining people who are still alive here. King Hezekiah's officials came to Isaiah. 
Then he said to them, Tell your master, The Lord says, Do not be afraid of what you have heard. The officers who are under the king of Assyria have spoken evil things against me. Listen, I will tell him news from his own country. I will make him want to return home. There I will have him cut down by a sword. The failed commander heard that the king of Assyria had left Lachish. So the commander pulled his troops back from Jerusalem. He went to join the king. He found out that the king was fighting against Libna. During that time, Sennacherib received a report. He was told that Turaka was marching out to fight against him. Turaka was the king of Cush. When Sennacherib heard the report, he sent messengers again to Hezekiah with a letter. It said, Tell Hezekiah, the king of Judah, Don't let the God you depend on trick you. He says Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. But don't believe him. I'm sure you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the other countries. They have destroyed them completely. So do you think that you will be saved? The kings who ruled before me destroyed many nations. Did the gods of those nations save them? Did the gods of Gazan, Haran or Rezeph save them? What about the gods of the people of Eden who were in Tel Azar? What about the king of Hamath? Where is the king of Arpad? Where are the kings of Ler, Sepharim, Hena and Aviah? When Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers, he read it. Then he went up to the Lord's temple. There he spread the letter out in front of the Lord. Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. He said, Lord who rules over all, you are the God of Israel. You sit on your throne between the cherubim. You alone are the God over all the kingdoms on earth. You have made heaven and earth. Listen, Lord, hear us. Open your eyes, Lord. Look at the trouble we're in. Listen to what Sennacherib is saying. You are the living God, and he dares to make fun of you. Lord, it's true that the kings of Assyria have completely destroyed many nations and their lands. They have thrown the statues of the gods of those nations into the fire, and they have destroyed them. That's because they weren't really gods at all. They are nothing but statues made out of wood and stone. They were made by human hands. Lord our God, save us from the part of Sennacherib. Then all of the kingdoms of the earth will know that you are the only God. Thanks, Charlotte. So, Marvin, who was that other king fighting against Sennacherib? Oh, it was Terhaka of Cush, Dave. Yep, still fun to say. Cush, Cush, Cush. Right. But let's think about what Hezekiah did and what he could have done. He could have panicked and just surrendered. He could have gone the other way. He could have gathered up his armies, put on his best armor and rushed out to fight the Assyrians. Either way, he was the king. He could have made up his mind what he thought was best, best for him, best for the kingdom, best for his people. He could have gone right ahead and have done whatever he wanted. But Hezekiah didn't do any of that. Hezekiah did something much better. He did what any king of Judah should always have done, but lots of them didn't. Hezekiah went to God. He went to the temple to pray, and he sent for Isaiah, God's prophet. Hezekiah realized, hey, I don't have the power to rescue us. He realized, hey, I don't have the answer to this problem. Only God has and is the answer, so I need to go to him. Okay, yeah, so God sent Terhaka to fight Sennacherib, huh? Well, that's kind of stage one of God's plan. 
And for a while at least, the Assyrians pull back from Jerusalem. But even as they go, Sennacherib wants to take another shot at Israel and their God, sending another message saying, hey, don't think this means we're beaten. There's still absolutely nothing your God can do to rescue you from me. Gosh, that guy doesn't know when to quit. Well, not yet he doesn't anyway. And so Hezekiah, who's kind of on a roll of good decisions right now, well, he takes that message and again, he goes to the temple. He lays the message out before God and says, look God, look what these Assyrians are saying about you. And well, tomorrow we'll hear what God is going to do about that. Hmm, I sense old Sennacherib is going to get taught a lesson. <laughs> well, we will see Marvin. But boys and girls, part of why we do God's big story the way we do five days a week is so that we get into the pattern of going to God every day so that we get so used to it that it would seem stranger not to open the Bible and not to pray than it would to actually do it. You see, that way, when the big decisions or the really hard things or even when the really bad things happen, we're not groping around in the dark trying to find God, suddenly trying to connect with him out of the blue. We're already connected. When those big things happen, we just do what we always do. We read our Bibles, we go to God, we talk to him, we pray. And he is there, just like he has been and is every single day. So today, boys and girls, when you do that, when you pray, let's just thank God that he is the God who loves us and wants us to have that connection with us every single day. The normal days, just as much as those big important days. I mean, imagine, boys and girls, if the President of the United States or the Queen or your favorite sports star, imagine they just wanted to call you up on the phone every day for a bit of a chat. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be amazing, Dave. Yeah, you'd feel pretty special, huh? But actually, boys and girls, we have something a billion times better. The God who made this entire universe wants to hear from us every single day. That's amazing. So let's praise and thank him for that. Yeah, it really is amazing, Dave. And you know, Muhammad Salah, if you're out there listening and you want to chat, I'm here for you, buddy. Ah, uh, your favorite cowboy player, huh? Yep, that's him. Well, you never know, Marvin. He might be listening. Okay, boys and girls, that is it for today. We'll be back tomorrow to hear what's going to happen next in Jerusalem. Okay, great. Well, yep. see you tomorrow, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org. <laughs>